Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. When I was in graduate school, my next-door neighbor was a well-known concert artist. Occasionally, I'd hear them practicing through the wall. And it was interesting to see how they approached practicing, what they spent time on, how they approached trouble spots, and so on. At the time, I thought my problem was that I didn't practice enough. And while that was part of it, I had also never heard of deliberate practice. I had no idea what productive practice really looked like. And the notion that practicing effectively is a skill in and of itself was completely revelatory. So how exactly do elite and intermediate players' practice approaches differ? Are experts able to perform at a higher level simply because they've put more time into honing their craft? Or if time is kept constant, is there something qualitatively different about the way experts practice that results in greater learning from day to day? A team of researchers in the UK set up a study to learn more about how top athletes practice and improve their skills relative to less skilled athletes. So they took 45 elite and intermediate level Gaelic football players. If you're wondering what Gaelic football is, it's kind of like an insane, awesome mashup of soccer and rugby with a touch of basketball thrown in that I guess is one of the most popular sports in Ireland. In any case, so they took these 45 elite and intermediate level Gaelic football players and divided them into three groups. The expert group consisted of 15 elite level footballers with an average of 15 years of playing experience. The expert control group also consisted of 15 elite level footballers. And these folks had about 15 years of playing experience as well. And then there was a third group, the intermediate group, which consisted of 15 intermediate-level footballers who also had about 15 years of playing experience. So the study began with a test of the athlete's skills in a kicking challenge. A set of goalposts were set up on the wall of a gym with certain zones designated for points. The center area was worth three points, the zones on either side of the center were two points, and the zones further out toward the sides were one point. Each athlete had 20 kick attempts to see how many points they could score. 10 kicks from the ground, like a penalty kick in soccer, and 10 from their hands, like punting a football. 
Then, for the next four weeks, the expert and intermediate groups returned to the gym once per week to spend 15 minutes practicing their kicking to see if they could improve on their initial score. The expert control group, of course, did not get any practice time. They just showed up for the tests. So after four weeks of practice, all three groups were tested again on the same task. And then to test the permanence of their newly honed kicking skills, everyone was asked to come back for a final retention test six weeks after the last test. So in addition to measuring kick accuracy, the researchers filmed the practice sessions, had the athletes talk out loud to narrate their inner dialogue for recording device so the researchers could get some insights into what they were thinking about or focusing on as they practiced. And they were also asked to complete some questionnaires designed to measure how physically effortful their practice was, how mentally effortful their practice felt, and also how enjoyable each practice session was. As you can imagine, there were some clear differences between how the experts approach practice and how the intermediate athletes utilize their time. And here are five of the more intriguing findings. Number one, practicing leads to improved performance. As you can probably imagine, the experts who were allowed to practice improved their scores from the very first test to the second test and maintained their improvement even after six weeks of no further practice. The experts who weren't given any practice time, on the other hand, did not show any improvement over the three tests. Okay, this seems kind of obvious and is not especially mind-blowing, but don't worry, the other ones get better. Number two, expert players worked on their weaker areas, while intermediate players worked on their stronger areas. So the experts spent a greater percentage of their time working on their weaker kick about 66% of their time, compared to the intermediate athletes who devoted only 27% of their time to improving their weaker kick. Not surprisingly, the experts demonstrated significant improvement on their weaker kick from the pre-test to the post-test, improving from 14.4 points in the very first test to 19.9 points in the second test. Their improvement was also more permanent, as their scores remained stable six weeks later on the retention test. Conversely, while the intermediate players did make significant improvements to their stronger kick from pre-test to post-test, going from 8 points to 14.7 points, their improvement was less stable as they regressed on the retention test, down to 12.7. And more importantly, perhaps, their weaker kick did not improve at all. Number three, experts put in fewer repetitions but expended more effort and energy on each one. So both the expert and intermediate footballers spent the same total amount of time practicing, but experts logged fewer practice attempts than the intermediate group did. The expert group actually averaged about 13 fewer repetitions per practice session than the intermediate group did. However, results from the effort and enjoyment assessments suggest that the elite performers expended more effort on each practice attempt. Specifically, the experts rated their practice sessions as being less enjoyable than the intermediate players did. The experts also rated their practice as requiring more mental effort than the intermediate players did. And the experts rated their practice as requiring more physical effort as well. This is likely due to the experts and intermediate players' focus on weaker versus stronger skills. The more repetitions the experts did of their weaker kick, the less enjoyable they rated their practice time overall. 
and the more repetitions the intermediate players did of their stronger kick, the easier and less effortful they found their practice to be. Number four, experts did more planning before each practice attempt. Based on the voice recordings of their spoken aloud thoughts during practice, the researchers found that experts did more thinking and planning before each practice attempt. On average, the experts made almost twice as many statements per attempt than their intermediate counterparts. In particular, they made more, quote, monitoring and planning statements before each kick. In other words, they seem to be able to better utilize feedback from the previous kick and form a clearer plan for what they are going to do in the next kick. Number five, experts did more random practice. Experts spent less time engaged in what's called a blocked style of practice, and they tended to spend more of their time engaged in what's called random practice. The intricate details of random versus blocked practice go beyond the scope of this particular episode, but basically blocked practice means doing practice of just one of the different types of kicks over and over and over, and then switching to the other type of kick, Whereas random practice would mean switching between the two different types of kicks much more often, even in that very short, limited 15-minute practice session. For this particular study, random practice was defined as four or fewer consecutive kicks of one type before switching to the other type of kick. So in other words, to be considered random practice, athletes could do no more than four kicks of the same kind in a row. While the expert performers did about 26% of their practice in this sort of way, the intermediate folks only did 3%, so almost none at all. Interestingly, there were three intermediate players who practiced more like the experts and less like their intermediate-level counterparts. Just like the elite-level athletes, they spent more time working on their weaker kick, and also like the experts, they found working on their weaknesses to be less inherently enjoyable and more effortful with ratings that were much closer to the experts' ratings than the other intermediate athletes in the group. But this was all worth it. They demonstrated significantly greater improvements on their weaker kick than the other intermediate players did, improving their scores by an average of about 6 points versus 1 point for the others at their level. And if you're wondering if this meant sacrificing gains on their stronger kick, the answer is no. They still managed to improve performance on their stronger kick as well. So we all have these days when things are easy and everything just works in the practice room. And those are nice. And when it's not one of those days, it's easy to think that we're garbage and wonder what's wrong with us. But when it comes to learning more effectively and evolving our skill, maybe we've kind of got this backwards. Perhaps it is actually these difficult days and the moments when we deliberately focus on the things that we are worst at and struggle to improve the areas that don't come easily to us. Maybe those are the times where we're actually learning and improving the most. You can find links to this week's study and other resources at bulletproofmusician.com blog. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week. 